Publisher Podcast, Episode 87. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Publish Her Podcast. First, I want to give a huge apology to my guest, Tanya Goff, because we recorded this episode ages ago, and it was my full intent to publish this back in October of 2022, and that did not happen. We got really involved with the upcoming Women in Publishing Summit, and um, and it got... Uh, as many episodes that I recorded last year got kind of lost in that mix. And now I'm going back and catching up. So you will hear us referring to things that happened in the past. Uh, it is March of 2023 now as I record this uh, intro. And this is a really fun interview, especially for writers who are looking for fun ways to move forward with their writing. And her tool, Story Builder, is a great tool for that. We talk about play with writing. We talk about transitioning from nonfiction to fiction. We talk about writing short stories to work on your craft. And we do refer to some contests that they ran back in 2022. I refer to my book, Four Days in Paris by Lexi Haddock, that actually published in December in the past, but I'm still talking about it. Uh, like it's about to come out. So please bear with me um, as we go through some of these topics that have already passed. The good news is her company, Story Builder, and if you Google it, it's going to be storybuilder, B-I-L-D-E-R.com. If you go to Story Builder, spelled builder the the normal way, you'll go to a completely different site. So make sure you go to storybuilder, B-I-L-D-E-R.com. And um, they do run these writing contests that we talk about on a regular basis on their website. Uh, the web page that we refer to with an offer for our listeners will still be available to you. And so I just apologize if you get confused as you're listening and saying, what in the world are they talking about? They're talking about NaNoWriMo and uh, a scary story writing competition or one on Fearless that was in October of 2022. So ignore all of that and just apply everything to this upcoming year and beyond. So thank you for that grace in this. Um, this is what happens though with podcasts. And if you're planning on pitching podcasts and going on them, note that it may be several months before anyone ever hears the recording that you do. Uh, that just happens sometimes. So without further ado, I will hope you enjoy this episode. And if you are enjoying our podcast, please make sure that you subscribe to us wherever you listen and share it with your friends. We'd love it if you would share this with other writers or professionals in the publishing industry if you're getting value from our content. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Publish Her Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigworth, the host, and today we're going to be digging into not only some tips for fiction writers, but a really cool tool um, and a resource that you can use. I think, you know, we we interview a lot of authors, we interview a lot of companies, we, we talk to a lot of people about a lot of different things, but one of my favorite things is being able to not only provide you some tips and information, but also provide you resources that can help you get to the next step. So today I'm interviewing 
joining Tanya Goff. She has been an ESL teacher, a retail store owner, a corporate digital marketer, and a freelance content strategist, intelligence researcher, and web developer. Woo! Today, she is the founder of Story Builder, a creative writing platform for new and aspiring writers. Tanya also writes middle grade fantasy fiction and science-infused fantasy short stories for adults. And well, first, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Alexa. I'm really happy to be here. I know that today we're focusing on writing tips for fiction writers and um, and your tool, but at some point, I would love to have you back on just to talk about the middle grade um, fantasy and marketing of middle grade, because I tell you what, I think that's the hardest book I've ever tried to market was a middle <laughs> grade book. They are just Wow. So yeah, um, yeah, and, and not not to hijack the conversation so early on, but um, I, I think that the marketing for middle grade uh, uh, books has changed dramatically mm -hmm. since since I even started writing the series. Um, so yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll put a pin in that and come back yeah. to it another day. But for today, this is I love this topic so much because um, most of my community knows I've not been quiet about it that I'm writing my first novel and um, it's publishing in December called A Four Days. In Paris because why shouldn't I plug my own book by Lexi Haddock is my pen name. Um, and let me tell you, the journey from transitioning from a nonfiction writer, um, technical writer, blog writer, content writer, all of that into the world of fiction, uh, I mean, it was shocking. I would say the difference in writing styles and trying to learn how to be a good creative writer. So I am really excited to, um, to get into tips your tips for first-time novelists because even though I've, I'm done with the first one now I still have a lot to work on my craft so let's get into it let's just start right there like for those aspiring um, novelists how to begin where what do we do how do we get there uh well I guess you start with an idea so and I think um <laughs> So to, uh, speaking to, you know, what you were just talking about, like coming from nonfiction writing, going into fiction, um, I think that um, the big problem that some a lot of people have is that uh, the process is sort of fundamentally turned on its head. Mm -hmm. If you're writing nonfiction, you have a lot of information and you're looking, you put all the information down and you're looking for the story that the information is telling you. Whereas when you're writing fiction, very often, or at least for, for many people, for many writers, uh, you're sort of discovering the story and finding the mm -hmm. details as you're writing the story. So I th for for me, I find that starting with structure really helps mm -hmm. to uh, guide you and to sort of keep you on track. And Story Builder is sort of really built around that kind of a principle where, you know, if you sort of understand what's supposed to happen when and in what order, then you can start to fill in the gaps. And then if you want to change things and break things and make them your own, then you're entirely welcome to do that. But having having that sort of first baseline, I think really sort of helps, you know, so knowing where your story is going, knowing what the big, what, what's the big story that you're trying to tell, and then you can fill the de details in underneath that. You know, I think that's really important because, you know, you hear the discussion of are you are are you a pantser or are you a plotter? And I'm very, very much a pantser. Like I just sat down and started writing, but um, that to me was really uh, actually, I think extended my process and made it a lot more difficult because I didn't know where I was going. I knew how I wanted it to start. I knew how I wanted it to end. And when I got to the messy middle, it was like a messy year and a half of the middle trying to figure it out because I didn't have that structure. So um, I am a big fan now. And with my second book, I actually have a working outline and I'm totally going to check out Story Builder mm -hmm. too, to plug it in there to help me so that when I'm going back to write, 
I have at least something to get me through those those chapters. Yeah, I think um, actually, strangely, one of the best uh, tips that I have ever heard for writing this kind of for writing uh, comes from, I believe it was Lee Iacocca and as a business tip saying that when you start your business, you need to know what it is, where, do, where it is you want to end up. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes much easier to make decisions that sort of get you where to the end. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to know what the end is, but you do, you do need to know sort of what your big picture is and sort of get a sense or get get a grain of something in your story that you can build your story around. And if you can mm -hmm. get a seed or, you know, just even if it's a, like a really strong character and then you can start to figure out like what's the story behind that character and then that fleshes out. Or if you have the idea of the story and the plot and then what kind of characters would serve that story best. So you start with the with an idea, something that you can really sort of hang your story on and then everything else will come. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I thought it was interesting in your, in your points that you wanted to cover, you said the importance of play in the writing process, which I'm just going to tell you, I think that writing fiction is playing all the time. I love it, but I'd never thought about it from a, from a, like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for from the actual standpoint of play. So what do you mean by that? What type of play and, and why is it important? Yeah, I think that a lot of writers get really hung up on the process and mm -hmm. um, and especially up front. I mean, process is important. And again, I mean, having structure and having some sort of guiding through piece of your story to keep you on track is 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 great. But I mean, if you are going in and you're starting to write and you really don't have anything <laughs> well developed and you're not really quite sure where you're going, or even if you do and you have a very clear sense of where it's ha what's happening, uh, I think it's really important to just break things as you go along. So make put your characters in impossible situations. Mm -hmm. You know, take your take your plots and push them to limits that you you wouldn't have thought of. You know, outside of you know that moment, and see what happens, and see if you can stretch your story. If you can make you can come up with new ideas. You can always pull things back. Um, I've had characters that I've had to like completely eliminate from stories. <laughs> they're still mad at me for doing it, um, but. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's not so much a question of getting it all right and getting your story down exactly as you have it in your head, because it's not going to come down on paper the way it ha you have it in your head, I can guarantee you that. So it's an opportunity, especially in your first draft, to um, try new things, break things in your story, see what happens with it. And, and that's how your story will actually end up developing some of its most important uh, details and texture and that's where you're going to find the little bits of interesting uh, narrative that are going to keep your your uh, your reader moving forward through your story, right? I love that idea. Um, you know, I hear a lot of authors talking about how their characters took them in a different direction than they ever even expected the story to go. And I would I would assume that's some play too. Is just mm -hmm. like you were saying, pushing the limits, just sitting down. And I'm sure people who listen to writers must think we're all crazy as we just talk about how, you know, I let this character write the story for me and they decided what was going to happen. But it's true. Sometimes you have an idea of what you think is going to happen. And then when you sit down and start going, especially if you've allowed yourself, especially if you've given yourself that permission of, I'm just going to see where this goes today. And sometimes the story goes totally in a different direction. 
Yeah. And there are just too many writers, I think, who get so hung up on process that they don't, A, they don't enjoy the, 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 they don't enjoy what they're doing. So because they're so nervous about getting it wrong and then nothing happens and mm -hmm. they give up or, you know, or they end up not writing the story that they truly, you know, want to write because they haven't given themselves the space to yeah. figure out what that is. Um, or, you know, they just, um, they just end up hating writing because they're, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're, they're not, they're not, you know, they're just not doing it in a way that allows them to engage personally in yeah. the story that they're trying to tell. And I think yeah. in fiction, obviously much more than nonfiction, I think that's incredibly important. Because uh, they're not playing like you suggested we should do. Mm -hmm. um, it should be fun, right? I mean, yes, for those of us who are trying to make a career out of it, obviously it's work, but it can also be, I mean, to me, I find that writing my fiction now is becoming the thing that I want to spend all my time doing and it's just it can be so much fun once you get there but I don't know that I felt that way um a year ago as I was sludging through that really terrible first draft mm -hmm. um as we all do and in fact you mentioned to me that authors need to just embrace the fact that their first draft is going to be terrible so let's let's talk about that let's set up the the mindset for that <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. First drafts. I mean, so there's two things. One is that the first draft is you getting the story out and getting it on paper and figuring out what the story actually is. And it's probably Neil Gaiman or somebody said, uh, you know, that the first draft is really for you. It's it's the story mm -hmm. that you want to tell. Mm -hmm. um, and you can and you're telling it for yourself. You should be telling it for yourself. You should be telling it um again, not for perfection, you should be using this as an opportunity to play and experiment and to sort of figure out what the story actually is. You're going to fix everything that's wrong with it. You're going to fix in revisions. Mm -hmm. um, and for some people that that's a tragic end because you know, they don't <laughs> want to do the revisions. But the truth is that if you can lean into your first draft not being great, then A, you're going to finish it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're just going to power through all the stuff that's bad and come back and fix it later. Um, and also, I mean, sometimes the bad stuff sort of leaves windows where you can come back and, and improve on things in ways that you can't even possibly imagine in, in the moment. I'm, I frequently, when I'm writing first drafts, will just put like fight scene goes here or mm -hmm. argument goes here or, you know, some some kind of magic thing happens. And then I'll come back after the story's written and I've got the rest of the piece done and I can fill in the gaps and the, and, and the uh, details, which I'll, I'll understand better having finished the story because they now have context. Yes. So that think. that is absolutely 100% what happened with me. I did exactly the same thing on this first draft. I would just write it like you did, describe the dress here, um talk about whatever here and come back to it. And you are that yes, I when I got to the end of the book, all of a sudden I was like, okay, in order for us to get to this point, then this part really needs to be different and that section needs to be developed a little more on this person or this character shouldn't be in the book at all because you know, now that I've gotten to the end, their role was so small, it just detracts from it. But on the other hand, it was also really frustrating for me because when I did finish that first draft and I was like, yay, I'm done writing my book. And then I went back through, I was like, oh my Ooh. gosh, I'm not even <laughs> close to being done with writing my book. I have all of these insert this topic here, write about this here. So yes, I think uh, it has its ups and its downs, but but I mean, it it works well too because, like you were just saying, if you if you focus so hard on the process and getting all of those things, I think there's a much higher risk of burnout and not pushing forward and just getting stuck in a chapter. If you're like, I have to write about the wedding dress right here, as opposed to just saying, come back and write about it. 
Right. And again, I mean, if you're spending all your time, you know, figuring out how to do the wedding dress and then later you end up cutting the scene, then right. really what was the point of that? Um, I, I, so I do, this re reminds me of a, a story about my grandmother um, who was in hospital. She'd had some surgery done on her elbow and I'd gone into hospital to go see her. And uh, she had this big Harlequin romance book um, that she was on her lap when I walked in and she slammed it shut. Hmm. And I said, you know, grandma, you just closed your book. You didn't save your place. And she said, it's okay. I opened the book and there's a, a blonde woman in a blue dress and she's on a boat. And then I open it again and there's a, a woman with black hair in a red dress and she's at a, at a dance. And it doesn't really matter. And really, I mean, this was the most um, sort of eye-opening um, expression of like how people read books. I mean, she doesn't really care about the details. The details uh -huh. are inconsequential. What matters is the moment and the little scenes that she's reading, whenever, it, she doesn't even have to read them in chronological order because for her, it just didn't matter. Um, she wants the story. She wants to read yeah. about the people interacting and all of the other stuff is really just noise. And when you think of it in those terms, um, it really takes a lot of pressure off of getting all those details right, doesn't it? <laughs> That's so true. I hadn't thought about that, but it makes me feel a lot more relieved because uh, I think we do spend a lot of time stressing about like, oh my gosh, did I put my book is set in Paris? So I personally wanted the details to be right. But did I say that that building was located on the right street in the right place? Well, most people aren't going to know. But for those two people who do know, I want to make sure it's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so uh, now let's talk about Story Builder because I'm sure that that's a tool that can help us as we're trying to do all of this stuff. So what is Story Builder? Yeah, Story Builder is a creative writing platform. Uh, uh, I built it pr primarily for newer and emerging writers. So people, uh, not people who are sort of in the professional markets, but maybe people who are self-publishing. Uh, if you're uh, writing stories and, and posting on Archive of Our Own or fan fiction or Wattpad, uh, websites like that, uh, or if you're just getting started. Um, and I think that there, it, uh, it just occurred to me that there were a lot of writing tools that are available. Most of them are tools. Mm -hmm. um, most of them are like organizational tools. Mm -hmm. um, they're not really all that great for newer writers. And, you know, a lot of people are coming out of school without a lot of really uh, solid background or, or education and how to write stories. And everybody wants to, but they may not understand how technically how to put everything together. And it, uh, felt to me that there was a really strong need to help those people in the middle space. So the people who are just getting started with writing, people who are looking to elevate their craft or who are, you know, in sort of in that middle stage and need some extra help. So uh, basically, I built Story Builder around three areas. There's a story engine, which is has limited options in it. Uh, it takes you through some screens where you can create your worlds. Uh, we actually have uh, interactive uh, maps if you've got uh, if your story cool. takes place on Earth, so you will not lose track of where that where that location <laughs> nice. is or what street it is. You can actually drill down. You can see all the houses around. You can oh, actually walk so around. That's so cool. Um, we uh, then you go into uh, character building, you can, you know, build some basic information about your characters, which you can enhance later on. And then there's a writing area where you um, can write your story from beginning to end. Now, when you come on board, we provide you with um, a, with an outline uh, as a starting point. So initially, you can pick from one of the seven basic plots. Um, so you can use that as your starting place, or you can do something that's blank, like a basic like a five-act story or a three-act story. Um, we'll be adding more, more of those as we go along. Um, and the outline will help you to get your story started. And there's some education pieces that are attached to that. 
So as you're writing your story, we'll give you some information about like what's expected at that particular part of your story and how, um, and um, we won't give you a lot of detail. We like to try and make things suggestive, never prescriptive, uh, but that should give you a good starting point to structure your story and then fill in the gaps as you go along. Uh, there's also a toolbox which has a uh, basically the same tools but in a much more um, uh, open way so you can jump into your story at any point and write your story organically if you're a pantser that's really great for you um, there's uh, more education in there there's uh, charts and maps and things so you can keep track of your story you can see where your characters are in time and space if you're uh, tracking them so wow. you keep track of like how your characters are moving around in your story you know over over chronological time as well as in your actual book Mm -hmm. um, you know, from start to finish. Um, and then there's also a public library full of characters and maps and outlines from classic literature that you can wow. borrow and do violence to. <laughs> I always say do violence, everybody was kidding. <laughs> um, but like, uh, really, we just really, really encourage people to like break stuff once they get it. So, you know, if you want us to use the outline from Hamlet as your starting point and make it a comedy, move the scenes around, break it, turn it, make it your own, you can totally do that uh, through Dracula into your story, make him a penguin. I don't care what you do with him, make him a he, make him a she, you could, everything is, everything is, is changeable once you've borrowed it. Um, and the idea is, again, I mean, a sense of play. So you can mix and match things from classic literature, use those as a starting point if uh, that's interesting to you, or you can completely write your own novel on your own, um, you know, on, with, without, uh, without any interference from us. Well, that's a really interesting concept. And I'm looking forward to getting into the tool and looking at it to see what you mean, because I hear you explaining it, but I'm sure like my brain has lots of questions that I think can only be answered by actually going in and looking what you're talking about. But yeah, you know, I, I built the platform to be like highly inter uh, interconnected. So uh -huh. uh, pretty much everywhere that you are is connected to everything else. And again, different from some some of the more sort of straightforward organizational tools, mm -hmm. you know, so you should be able to build your story organically as as you build as you write. Um, and all the tools that you need to do that are available to you on the platform. So. That is so cool. So with NaNoWriMo rapidly approaching us, yes. um, I would imagine this would be a wonderful tool for the pantsers who are just getting out there and ready to jump into a story and don't quite know how, where to start. Cause uh, yes, that's, yeah, that's how I approach NaNoWriMo <laughs> is I generally right. like have a big picture idea. Like last yeah. year I knew I wanted to write the second book in, mm -hmm. in the book that follows the book I'm publishing right now but I really didn't know what was going to happen. I knew which two characters I wanted to be the main characters. And I knew that I want them to fall in love, but I had no idea what else was going to happen. And I have about 50,000 words of garbage right now, but it's a starting point. <laughs> right. Oh, well, if you were using Story Builder, you could have started it off as a romance, uh, use the romance genres and, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, maybe the rags to riches or one of the uh -huh. Cinderella story outlines uh -huh. as your starting point. Uh, and then that would have given you the guidance. So as you're writing your story oh, cool. that you could, it would automatically sort of structure your story in the right way. And then again, if you want to break the rules, I mean, we're totally happy with you to do that. But I think especially for, for newer writers, um, you have to understand what the rules are before you can break them effectively. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think that sounds like so much fun. So <laughs> let's, you have a couple things that we need to talk about. You, it, it is October and you guys are running a short story contest. First we of all, are. 
I, I want to just put a plug in for why writing short stories are so important for novelists. And I think, you know, it, as, as I've been attending writing craft conversations and who knows, maybe you were going to explain this too. And I should have let you talk before I just jump in here. But well, in my writing group, we talk a lot about the importance of being able to first write a really tight short story before you get into writing novels. And some people will never want to write short stories. But anyway, let me pass the mic to you. <laughs> Um, no, I, that's great. Um, I actually, I, I, I quote um, I, uh, William Faulkner a lot, uh, famous Southern um, American novelist, who paraphrasing roughly says that, you know, the most writers write novels. If you're a better novel uh, a writer, then you write short stories. And if you're mm -hmm. a truly great writer, then you write poetry, which you can, you, we can argue, we can argue the, the merits of the, of the quote, you know, as much as you like. But that the, the the thought behind it, which is that the more the the shorter the story is, mm -hmm. uh, the more precise you have to be in terms of your story arc and your language. Uh, you know, when you get down to poetry, it's basically you know every word matters. Uh, when you're doing a novel, not so much. Right. Um, so you right. have a lot more freedom to 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 expand your your story and, and sort of again play with words. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's 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 very true. I I, I personally I love doing short stories. I think that um, I like the discipline mm -hmm. of writing short stories, um, but also I think you're right. I think that uh, very much uh, help you to hone and focus your idea in a really really solid way. And I've actually yeah. got one short story that was shortlisted six times at the major magazines and never got ah. sold, and I'm <laughs> heartbroken. Um, but um, having shown it to a friend of mine who read through it, thought he, he you know, he, he thinks that it would actually make a much better novella as opposed mm -hmm. to a short story. So now now it's on me to take that nugget of an idea and expand on it or figure out yeah. how I have to do that uh, so that I can try again. <laughs> I love the concept behind short stories because it really does make you really tighten your writing. And that's the, that's what I hear in my writing critique groups more than anything else is tighten this up tighten this up. You don't need all these words. You don't need all this, you know, exposition. You don't need all of that. But then, I mean, to your point, like now you have a clearly defined story that, that you just take it and you expand it out to write your book if you really want to write it. So mm -hmm. how do people, um, how do people submit to this short story and what is it a, a prize? Like what are, what I want to know what the prizes are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so all, all of the information about the contest are on our website. Uh, and for anybody listening in, Story Builder is B-I-L-D-E-R. So Story Builder. There's no U. All we're missing is you. Um, <laughs> so if you go to uh, storybuilder.com forward slash fearless, you'll find our contest. We're looking for stories about fear. So leaning into the holiday season, we want ghost stories and scary stories and things that make the hair stand up on, our, on the back of our neck. Ooh. Or... Or we'll take stories about fearlessness, so stories about bravery or overcoming fear. So we're giving people a choice. Um, so either lean into the holiday spooky stuff or write stories about overcoming fear and your challenges, which I think would be great. Stories should be 500 to 1500 words. So we're being pretty strict about that. We're taking, we've got three age groups. There's a youth group from 30, ages 13 to 15, a teen group from uh, 16 to 18, and then adults are 19 up. Um, and uh, we also have a sponsor for this contest, the wonderful Writer's Desk out of Colorado. Nice. And as a result, we have over $4,000 in uh, cash prizes uh, for this contest. The, the adult grand prize is $1,000, and that's U U.S. dollars. And um, 
yeah, it's all cash and there's no no cost to enter and uh, no purchase necessary. So, oh gosh, I have a couple of mm-hmm. horror writers mm-hmm. that I'm definitely going to tell about this mm-hmm. contest. And I, you know, I I I I don't know why I don't write horror because or or scary. I think I would love to write thriller because that's like those are my favorite movies. That's what I read growing up. Like I'm a James Patterson girl through and through. <laughs> Mary Higgins Clark, like all of them. Like mm-hmm. I read those kind of books. So I have some ideas. I might see if I can find some time to put together a little short story but it's you say 500 words I took 500 1500 words I mean that is hard to build a story and that was actually intentional because Mm -hmm. for newer writers 500 1500 words is something that's attainable Mm -hmm. it's a shorter Mm -hmm. it's a shorter we're not asking you to write a novel we're asking you to do two to what is that uh uh, 1500 words is two four six six pages there we go you can do that (laughs) right but for for experienced writers honing it down yes. to 500 to 1500 <laughs> words is really really hard so basically the 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 word count is designed as an equalizer so I love it harder for pro writers easier for new authors and we really just want to encourage people to write their stories and get them into the mix and have some fun well so. I will definitely share that well obviously I'm sharing it on my podcast but I will <laughs> share it in my writing groups too um do you have some some guidelines or or support blogs, anything like that, resources for helping writers write a good short story? Uh, Not at the moment, although in our blog, we do have one blog post um, uh, by um, uh, Nandy Taylor, who is an award-winning author from uh, the Wattpad uh, publishing arm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's, she's written a piece for us on uh, how to, how to write a short story for contests. And you can find that on our blog. Perfect. All right. We'll link that into the show notes. And then finally, you are so wonderfully gracious and said that you would offer a free month to people to try out the story builder tool. Absolutely. Yes. If you go to storybuilder.com, again, that's story, S-T-O-R-Y, builder is B-I-L-D-E-R, forward slash W-I-P, that's women in publishing, uh, then I will have uh, a a free offer for you. If you use a coupon code W-I-P, again, um, then uh, we'll set you up with a free month trial. That is so exciting. I can't wait to try it out. I, um, I, I, anything to help me write better and to, and to get out there more. And also, you know, this total side note here, but back to the short story thing, because I think this is such an important thing that I don't hear um, talked about as much. And man, I wish we decided to have a summit on writing short stories, actually a summit piece. We may have to find somebody and add that in there. Anyway, not to ramble on for days here, but um, it's also a great way if you're trying to find additional revenue streams to help you finance your indie journey because there are so many contests that offer prize rewards. So, yeah. 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 I think for, for me, it was really a question of, you know, doing short stories as opposed to novels, because I think that it's just much easier for newer writers to get mm-hmm. started that way. Uh, but then you can always take your short story and, and use that, as you said, as a, as a, a, a jumping board out or, you know, into a, you know, a, a leap, leaping board, diving board. My brain has just stopped working. <laughs> There's a board, board. <laughs> a jumping board to to uh, to, to vault you into um, um, yeah, into a, a longer story or a larger story and start to you know. And again, I mean, this, this is where play comes into you know into the mix. You've got a nicely honed mm-hmm. you know short story, and if you start to think of that as the outline for your larger novel, like start to play with the details and figure out what happens in the middle, and then. You know, and and really, I mean, when it comes down to play, I mean, play, you know, ties in so heavily into the imagination. I mean, and it's a necessary mm-hmm. piece of being able to not just imagine, but to empathize and to feel for your characters yeah. 
so mm -hmm. that you can write a compelling story. Uh, and also, again, with NaNoWriMo coming up in November, you know, once you've got your short story submitted for for us, uh, there's dig right into well, the next welcome, one, right? Well, well get, use use that as your starting point for for NaNoWriMo, right? Which starts almost immediately after. So. Absolutely. So, just one more question on that that just popped into my head was: you said scary stories. Is mm -hmm. there a is there a limit on gore or traumatic things or anything like that? Like, is it should be PG? Can they be R? What's the, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're running, we're running a family contest. So, okay. I mean, you know, we're, we're trying, we're, 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 we're aiming for like a PG 13 kind of level, um, uh, based on our, our love contest that we ran in February. Uh, we've been, we, we've had to be very clear that we're not accepting um explicit yes, yes, sex yes. because that's just we just it, especially the, also, also I should mention that the contest has two parts to it there's everybody who enters is in the private judging category but you can also put your story into the public gallery oh, uh, for public votes and then we it's basically a popularity contest thing and it gives you a, another way of you know showcasing your story with your friends and family if if that's your thing um as so, you know, especially for, you know, stories that are going into the gallery, we want to mm -hmm. make sure that things are um, appropriate for our 13s and up, you know, that makes perfect sense. Um, but we, we do have trigger warnings um, that will apply if we feel that they're necessary. So. Okay, perfect. Good to know. So everybody help head over to story builder with an I, mm -hmm. um, only an I storybuilder.com check out all of these resources make sure you sign up for your um free trial at storybuilder.com forward slash wip if you're listening to this in october of 2022 um and have time to put together a short story put that in there but if you can't get to this one they do other short story competitions throughout the year so go to their website get on the email list mm -hmm. so that you can make sure you are in the know for everything mm -hmm. that comes up and i would assume if people um sign up for a free trial that adds them to your email list correct uh they they can opt in we we, okay. we, we won't we won't make the assumption okay perfect <laughs> yeah uh, privacy and rights are incredibly important to us so we're looking to not just create writers but create writers who understand what their rights and what they should be uh, how, how to how to protect their writing uh, along the way perfect i love it all right well this has been a great conversation i'm, I'm so excited to learn about this um, tool and all the things that you're doing to help writers and um to thank you for your time thank you alexa Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.